right. Good morning and welcome to Hey With Your Parent Podcast where we get a chance to talk about uh, something that's important to us and to you and, uh, you know, before the kids wake up. Hopefully, right? Today we are going to be talking about bedtime routines. Uh, kind of fitting because we started off this series talking about co-sleeping and bed sharing. Uh, and we're going to be finishing it just kind of taking a look around the world at what different countries and cultures do uh, to get their kids ready for bed, as well as talking about bedtimes, which for some people can be as late as 11 o'clock for their young, like preschool kids, which I find bananas because I can't stay up that late. So like she said, we're going to talk about different cultures and uh, their take on the bedtime routine, which uh, for most of the part, I think was pretty standard as far as what most countries were doing as far as like, uh, I had a quote that I wanted to read uh, from one of the articles that I researched. I just said, uh, there is a precious moment for families around the globe when twilight falls, children yawn, and bedtime routines begin. I thought that was a pretty cool quote. I just like the way it was presented. I, I think know. it's adorable. I do think it's maybe a little bit like... Cheesy. Yeah, for sure. Cheesy and like sort of fluffified maybe because like... Everybody doesn't like bedtime. Yeah, usually <laughs> like for me, bedtime is like, thank God it's bedtime. Put those kids away. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Obviously yeah. not because I love the kids and I love snuggling with them and, right. and things right. like that. But, I, you know, I don't know if that is like... A good quote. If that quote is my normal response um, to bedtime, That's funny. I feel that way about morning, but I'm a morning person. Like well, by evening, I'm done for the day. So that could know. be part of it. I don't know if we're just always inside before twilight or whatever, but yesterday yeah. Jay looked out the window and was like, dad, look, this side pink, that side orange. Why is the sky colors going crazy? <laughs> so I was like, uh, it's called twilight. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's what happens. It looks pink and orange and purple and all those colors before it sets. So, right. You know, That's she funny. was like, fascinated what? like yeah what? my favorite you know? yeah that's funny so, but i mean like i said i don't know if that's because we're usually inside eating dinner or yeah, what at that time yeah so. i think that that is part of it we kind of are an early to bed early to rise family now that's mostly determined by me um sure especially yeah. right now because you're working in the evenings um typically well, he's still on his weird schedule in case you were wondering at the moment but um typically you know you've been working in the evenings so because i'm shot like my nerves are shot i'm done i've given all i can give by like dinner time after mm -hmm. dinner like i don't know guys you're on your own um not quite but i feel like that most of the time yeah, um you know and so we're usually we're usually not outside like they may be playing or reading a book like in the living room um watching a movie, you know, we'll like snuggle and read sometimes, but right. Yeah. You know, evening time is yeah. ready to like get quiet and, you know, just, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Our, build up to our sort of, yeah. yeah our, our bedtime routine kind of starts after dinner. Usually yeah. like once we eat dinner, we kind of like start going through the motions of like picking up the toys and like doing kind of quieter things and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, that's, but, but so like we kind of said, um, there was some huge differences um, across the countries as far as like even when bedtime is, you know, with like Australia and the United States and New Zealand kind of being some of the earliest bedtimes mm -hmm. of like between six and seven even, um, which six is a little early for us at our house. Bedtime is between eight and nine pretty much across the board for all of our kids. Yeah. 
Um, but then that got extremely late, um, both in, I wish I had printed out the map that I had looked at, but there's like maybe some, um, some of the East Asian countries um, had a much later um, bedtime. I'm thinking, I think like Japan and Hong Kong were kind of listed as well as most notably and most talked about that I found was Spain and Portugal. Mm. Um, one uh, author said, uh, when I was reading one of the articles, she said um, she was shocked when her friend invited uh, her to go to a preschool performance for a local festival that started at 11 yeah. uh, which is like <laughs> that like, way the kids are in bed by midnight perfect right. yeah. yeah no that's but again part of that's <laughs> you know i like eight o'clock is my bedtime you right. know if right. i if i was happy and you know just did whatever i want every day and and nobody relied on me or needed me for anything i would be in bed by like eight to nine o'clock you know sure sure, sure. um so i you know like keeping our kids up till 11 is baffling to me but i thought it was really cool so the well i know we have a few that can make it to 11 so, oh you know, easily yeah, yeah. um <laughs> i i'm usually one up with them like go back to bed stop yeah, coming out yeah. stop oh, yeah. needing whatever so but but in spain you know they cited that the reason that they keep their kids up so late is because they value um socialization and so um the spanish culture a lot of families feel that a lot of that socialization time and um, time to like spend with neighbors and family is in the evening hours, which makes sense, especially if you're sending your kid to school during the day. Mm-hmm. And so they really value having that social time together in the evening, which I think is really cool that that's, you know, sort of their... Well, and I think you see that in their culture when, you know, right. you, I don't know, read stuff about that or see a movie about that sort of thing. So, yeah. Um, but so, you know, so I mean, it varies across the board significantly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you look at like the spectrum of like six to 11 or midnight, um, you know, I find it, you know, I, I don't know, I guess I just didn't expect such a wide variety, um, to be sort of the cultural norm, you know, um, because I know people on both ends of that spectrum, you know, I know I can think of one friend in particular who bedtime is you know, like seven-ish usually. Um, and I can think of another friend who is very much a night owl and jokes about it often. And, um, and their kids stay up much later than ours do. And that, but that's not an issue, you Mm -hmm. know? Um, and I think it's something that I find interesting because, um, it just is so, so different, you know, but then the friend that their kids go to bed early, she's up at like three or four in the morning, like crazy early, the daughter's up at like six, I think, but you know, so she, she gets up extremely early anyway to start her day. And then her daughter's up earlier than ours are, um, usually. So, you know, so like really, you know, it makes sense that between families, there's going to be difference in sort of that bedtime routine based on sort of the natural rhythm for that family. Um, but, but it is interesting to see that kind of like, there's there's a very um wide variety in what's considered normal mm-hmm. across around the world so um i don't know it was just fascinating to me to kind of look at um at that bit that variation i guess yeah one of the big differences that i remember reading because like some people like they follow the three-step method where it's like you could you do a bath you do like a play time or like a quiet time 
and uh, just like start to settle and then like a book or story and mm-hmm. music or something like that. Just soft music, not like, you know, rock and roll or something fun and exciting. <laughs> I mean, you Pop know. music, jazz, all the good stuff. <laughs> um, and one of the fascinating things was, I think, in the difference of that from the three-step method routine was that uh, like the U.S. and the U.K., um, there were like 60 to 80 percent of the bedtime routines involved like a, the bath time. And in India and Indonesia or other uh, Eastern cultures or whatever, um, baths are in the morning. So they right. didn't have a bath right. time part of routine for bedtime. So which was I mean, you know, you're still getting a bath eventually. But, right. you know, it just was a difference in their thought process yeah. as far as like when do you get a bath in the morning or afternoon. So, so one of the things that it was talking about is that most most places around the world um, include some kind of hygiene during their bedtime routine, um, whether that's a bath or even just like brushing teeth, um, physical affection of some, some variety, uh, talking, singing, praying, and story time. So all of those are things that are common to find, um, around the world in the bedtime routine in one form or another. One thing that a couple, um, places talked about that I thought was really interesting was, um, tea. So um, in Russia and the UK, I think in particular of the places that I just happened to find, um, they talked about like the fact that it's very common to have like chamomile tea or something of that nature at bedtime Hmm. um, to kind of help, um, I don't know, sort of relax the body. And I mean, it's kind of the same idea as like, you know, little, little ones have like a warm cup of milk sometimes. um, And that's kind of how we transition from like, breastfeeding and nursing and a bottle at night to like weaning them off the bottle, but they still get like a warm glass of milk at nap time and bedtime. Um, you know, and then eventually it's a cold glass of milk, but, um, which Obi for some reason hasn't made that transition, uh, as quickly as either kids, but, uh, that's cause he's spoiled, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> uh, he, we thought he was going to be the last one, you know? So uh, yeah. we were just kind of pushing off the, um, you know, moving him up in the world <clears throat> as far as in his um habits but um we'll so, uh, we'll be making an eviction video for him here soon so nah kick him out uh, crib. thankfully we have two cribs so that worked out in our benefit yeah um so so yeah a warm uh like glass of tea in the evening is part of some bedtime routines um and and giving some sort of food is something that you find almost universally food or milk, um, almost universally for like infants to toddlers, um, that that's pretty universal as part of the bedtime routine, um, which makes sense because you would nurse them before you put them to bed typically if they were an infant. And so that's kind of something that as they grow is still part of that evening routine for a long time. Hmm. Um, we now like, we'll let the kids have a glass of water sometimes before bed. And that we try to discourage because then we have bedwetting. But <laughs> right, right, right. It's sort of like you we don't want them to be thirsty and come out for right. water, but you also don't want to like load them up and like send them to bed. Like here you go. Yeah. You know? And then yeah. you know you're gonna make up to wet sheets and oh, yeah. changing beds and doing more laundry, yeah. and you so, want to avoid all that extra. But I can't. I I can't do dairy at bedtime. Like when I have like ice cream before bed. I don't know. Josh has like got a serious sweet tooth, so he's always like, I'll go get some treats before bedtime. Mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, if I have ice cream before bed, like I often throw up or my stomach is very (laughs) angry. So like, I don't know, like dairy during the day doesn't bother me at all, but at nighttime, 
oof, not good. It is mm. not happy. Um, so I've been kind of like, once the kids sort of get past like infancy and toddler having milk at bedtime, I don't encourage it anymore just because like, to me, the idea of milk at bedtime is like, I don't know. It really disturbs me, but that's because of my own body being weird, I guess. <laughs> See, it's supposed to go like, I don't know, sit in your stomach and like help you go to sleep. Yeah, like, and like be soothing. Be harder to process than it's water. It's not soothing so. for me. It's it's too difficult to process. It takes longer to process, so you're not hungry. It's too hard for my you know, stomach to process at You don't bedtime. wake up starving. Is that I don't is the know. idea? Uh, at least yeah. I, I think that's the idea. If I'm I wrong, no please idea. put a comment. Like, do not drink milk at night. So, I don't know. Um, I don't know. <laughs> so, um, but there's definitely, you know, a lot of variation in in that um oh i think i'm gonna sneeze oh gotcha um so prayer you talked about as being something that um we haven't talked about that yet have we well i mentioned we, it i we guess, sort of mentioned it yeah is something that some cultures include as part of bedtime it's that was kind of an interesting one to sort of see what different countries did though um, you know, in, um, predominantly Muslim countries, um, a lot of, a lot of articles talk about the fact that, um, bedtime is sort of determined by the evening sunset prayers. Um, and so because they have a very, um, uh, routine set up already in place as far as when prayer occurs, um, the bedtime kind of follows and falls into sort of that, um, practice already. Hmm. Um, and so that sort of is the determination for when bedtime occurs in some of those countries, hmm. uh, which I thought was really interesting. Yeah. Um, and then some other countries, I think, um, the Philippines and Indonesia, um, both very, like a very large majority of families and parents include prayer as part of the bedtime routine. Hmm. Um, but then, you know, there's a lot of countries that don't even mention it as something that comes up frequently enough for parents to even think about. So, right. I think I saw like Australia or New Zealand or whatever had uh, like 6%, you know, yeah. part of that routine or whatever. whatever. So, yeah. so, you know, which doesn't mean it's not having any other time of the day, but you know, it's right, just right. not part of the routine. So. Right. Not part of the bedtime routine. At least according to that study, however yeah. many people were a part of that. So. Which I would say, you know, um, <laughs> you, if you include prayer as part of your bedtime routine, you have a, a greater chance of like really making, um, kids that pray really well and have really long, eloquent prayers because mm. they're putting off bedtime. Oh, I see what you're saying. Uh, <laughs> so, but it's really funny. Like there've been a couple of times where I wanted to video, the girls and their prayers at night because it just is like i don't know <laughs> you know it's, they're dragging it out oh yeah <laughs> I mean, it's cute it's sweet and it's you know sincere and and a lot of it is stuff that they'll like emulate of course like That's things funny. that they've heard yeah but um but it is so funny sometimes because it's like before we eat it's like thank for the food thank for all the people in the world amen like, <laughs> give me this food <laughs> and at bedtime it's like thank you for the grass thank you for the trees thank you for the animals yeah thank you for daddy he's a hard worker and he plays with us and it just is like okay you know yeah. so but and it just and wrap this up sometime. <laughs> but it makes me laugh it's always just like 
you know, whatever. Uh, right. But I guess if, you know, they want to pray all night instead of sleep, more power to them. Well, and they maybe? probably know the same thing that I know. That sometimes, like, we'll pillow talk and I'll say a prayer or whatever about whatever thing's going on. And yeah. and then she'll be out. Like, she'll just fall asleep in the middle oh, of my yeah. prayer. I'm like... Fell asleep. I was praying. I know. Like, what's, if what's I can't on? sleep at night, Josh is like, "How about I pray?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah. sure." And he's like, "Dear Fine. God," and I'm like, <laughs> "I don't know if it's that quick." But, you know, it's so. yeah. It's pretty. It's pretty quick. Let's be honest. Uh, I always say it's because he's he just has a very soothing, quiet voice at night. But it just is because like. I don't, I don't know. Like my brain is active, and then once I'm listening to somebody else talk, my brain shuts down to listen, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> yeah. Because usually sleep. we just put on YouTube, and we're like, all right, Philip Franco or uh, you oh, know, yeah. whoever, Philip Franco, slow mo guys or whoever jolly, else. So, yeah, yeah, jolly slow mo guys. It's that, a variety. Right. Which one is it this yeah. week? So I can't listen to Philip Franco at nighttime though. That's just not. It's too much. Yeah, that's true. You want to pay attention. Yeah, so, yeah, but yeah. it's not. I don't know. Um, <laughs> it's all good. So, so. We can talk about kind of some of the specific countries if you want to go that direction. Um, I think we mentioned several already. I don't know if any other ones stood out really. Um, I think there was one thing that stood out was uh, France said they do like some sort of, uh, I don't even know what the wording was that I put in here. Um, pause for a beat kind of method where they pause and make sure that the cry that they're hearing in their baby's room and parents' room oh, is like uh, an actual cry and not just a tired cry. Yeah. Before like they a, like I go rolled over or I farted and woke myself up for a yeah, second. And but like the article sleep. that I read was like France is really solid on their method of whatever they have, you know, come up with and that's how they say they, you know, pause for the beat. Yeah. And then they decide if they're gonna go in there or not right. to help you know, help the infant go back to sleep or settle or whatever. So, because a lot of that and we'll get into this next um, the benefits of having a routine mm-hmm. um, is, you know, you want to build what you want them to understand that they're going to bed. Right. And so it's right. training their bodies to recognize that yeah. cue that they're tired. Well, so. and France also is one that I found. Um, they kind of emphasize learning to connect to their natural sleep cycles. And so right. um, there is some, there's some practicing of like, you know, listening to your body and, and sort of, and it actually it's kind of interesting because it is sort of like what we do now with our kids where like you put them to bed or to like, it's quiet time. It's, it's bedtime, but you know, like we allow our kids, if you want to read a book, you like go for it, go crazy. You want to read a book till midnight, have at it. But you know, eight, eight to nine o'clock is when you go to your room and lights off or mostly off. Um, you know, and so they, they encourage um, kids learning and listening to that um, that need for sleep and when, when that presents. But then at the same time, um, France is one of the countries that I found. They talked about um, starting sleep training basically from the first day that they bring the baby home from the hospital, which I thought was kind of interesting that, like, there are elephants above us. Uh, I don't know if you guys can hear that or not, but it sounds like our children are awake. So we go for making a studio space? Uh, in the basement, yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, it's interesting that, like, there's that encouragement or focus on kids listening to their bodies as far as they need sleep, but then also doing sleep training at the same time. Hmm. So um, kind of, I just was like, that's kind of an interesting you know, two sides of the coin, I guess. Right. Um, yeah. And I guess there was one other thing that I did when I mentioned was, I guess Australia actually has a program, a government funded program for like, they call it a sleep camp and it's connected to the hospitals or the child hospitals. 
and it's like a five to six day class of like learning how to put your kid to sleep on a routine or just yeah. different methods for like what because the other thing we know we'll talk about later uh, is each kid the sleep cycle or sleep need is different so right. like I, like I only, I can go off of five to six hours of sleep it makes me so angry and she, I wish I could you know, do that Katie needs like if I don't hours, have eight so. hours yeah. I'm a monster right and I wish that I could do like five or six hours and so each of your kids is going to be different too right. like one of them is going to need you know the five to six hours and the other one's going to need the eight hours or they're just they're not going to pay attention they're just going right. to be you know a mess and you you want to make sure you're getting those needs met you know well it's so. a very interesting thing too because to have a government program that's focused on helping parents get their kids to sleep probably makes for a much more productive society because how much right, right, lost right. sleep do you have the first few years of having a new baby i mean it's like yeah and they I said that their average was like nine and a half hours of sleep for their kids that's so, awesome yeah. yeah well and so then i thought it was interesting in egypt they on average only sleep six hours a night but they take a two-hour nap every day mm, which like same for spain yeah, yeah mm. i i could totally be down for that mm-hmm, except mm-hmm. that like if I take, took a two-hour nap most days, I would be really grouchy. And I think I would still need the eight hours at night. So I don't know that my body... I think I would just take advantage of the extra sleep. But I thought that that was really cool. Oh, goodness. We're going to keep talking about countries because we have a whole list. I mean, there's 156 <laughs> of them to talk about. So we can't really no, stop ourselves just, when we start researching. We're like, oh, yeah, this one, this one, this one. that I thought were really so, cool. I know, I know, I know. We can't, we can't mention all of them. So. I know. <laughs> but I'm going to mention one last more. You're going to do the last one? <laughs> what if I find one that I like better? Um... Then maybe we'll both get one more. I don't All right. Know. Go ahead. I'll do mine. Botswana. Uh, uh, they have like, we talked about co-sleeping already. And right, theirs right. was like, uh, basically, if you're tired, you take a, you go to, you take a nap, you go to sleep, whatever. Right. So like their kids aren't really on routine. It's just like, if you're tired, you're sleeping. And yeah. you know, you're usually with a sibling or whatever. And it said like, in the dark at night, they'd be like, um, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know how they do it. It didn't really explain. It just said like, there's social... They pile together like and sleep together or something like co-sleeping like we talked about already, um, for like the feeling of safety, which makes yeah. sense because I so, think that's but what for most context, they're talking about, about so. you know sort of a like hunter-gatherer type tribe in oh, Botswana. Right, 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 yeah. So it sort of is I think it's like Aki tribe or something determined by the you know group dynamics of like whether it's the middle of day or the middle of night when the group is tired, whether they've just had a long hunt or you know whatever. Uh, they, they sleep like there's, it's not dependent on, you know, the cycle of the sun or day and nighttime or things like that. Um, so, you know, cause I imagine like there are times that it might be better to be awake during the night if there's a lot of predators around. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I can't, I but uh, you're right. The article that I found didn't talk a lot about it either, yeah, but it was kind of an interesting. It was, it was just like, uh, yeah. let's do this. I'm like, okay, I don't know how that works, but sure. Okay. So even though, as you mentioned, we could talk about a lot of different countries, <laughs> yeah. let's, let's uh, kind of talk about some of the benefits right, of right. a sleep routine. Sounds great. Because obviously, you know, a sleep routine is important. Oh, excuse me. I don't know what's going on today. Okay. Um, you know, a sleep routine is great. helps parents. Um, obviously, it's important enough for Australia to put, like, government funds into making it something that's available to parents. Um, so developing a sleep routine is really important. Um, it helps kids sleep better, help them fall asleep faster, helps them stay asleep longer. Um, and it helps parents to kind of navigate and just sort of what support them as they're getting their kids ready for bed. But it creates a routine that I think is important for all humans, small and big. Um, we like routine. Uh, we, we thrive with some type of routine. And so providing that routine 
um, for kids as early as, as you possibly can kind of helps them to know like, okay, we do these things and that means it's time to start being quiet, getting ready for bed, whatever. Right. Yeah. And I think there's a double-sidedness to that training. Cause like sometimes the kids want to like listen to the body and sleep when you don't want them to just be sleeping. Yeah. You're like, I'd rather be get a good night's sleep tonight and not have this nap right now in the car or, you know, whatever else is, you know, whatever else is the reason they're sleeping. Right. So sometimes you don't want them to be asleep and you're like, oh, yeah. we should wake up. I mean, when it's an infant, sure. Yeah. I would oh, probably yeah. never wake up an infant, but. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> never wake a sleeping baby. <laughs> Unless you're really trying to do sleep, yeah, some yeah. major sleep training or working on it, a different thing. So, um you know, as, as needed or kind of thing. Which I, we've never really been a fan of like some of the strict-ish sleep training methods. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also would not. The herd moved. I know. Goodness. Like the ceiling's going to come down on us. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand what's it's happening. It's because we're right under the stairs. So. Yeah, I know. But We're in still. a little closet under the stairs. No, I'm just kidding. It's not a closet. It's just like a weird corner. <laughs> um, now you've distracted sorry, me. Oh, sorry. so I'm not. A big fan of um, sleep training, um, really strict uh, sleep training things. Um, but I do think that there's a lot of value in that. You know, there are some kids that just do not sleep, and parents go years without sleep. And and people need sleep. Like humans need sleep. We were made to sleep. Sleep is necessary. And without sleep, your health, <laughs> you know, is yeah. garbage. You can be more susceptible to getting sick all the time. You're much more susceptible to stress and put you in danger, like just driving to work if you're tired. Um, Sleep is really important, you know? And so I do think that sleep training is totally necessary for some families uh, to get their kids to go to sleep. Uh, Like I said, it's not something we've ever used. It's Mm -hmm. not something... it, It would not be what I would recommend to be anybody's starting point necessarily, but I would say if you're going on like two or three years without sleep, you can't live like that. You can't live like that. Yeah. Um, and kids need need that routine. Um, and you need to be able to sleep as a parent. You know, sometimes... <laughs> you need that nine and a half hours. Well, I mean, you need like <laughs> at least six, you know. Right. right. <laughs> um, so, so, but I do think that that's important to kind of just say like, because some people, like there's a big lots of arguments about like, oh, gentle sleep training versus like cry it out versus, you know, whatever else. Right. Um, And there's a lot of heat surrounding that topic, depending on, you know, which side you fall on. Apparently our guys got a good night's sleep last night. They're all stomping down the stairs. So I'm, I'm (laughs) not ready to start the day, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) I need to go back to sleep. Um, So... You know, another benefit of the bedtime routine, though, is just kind of managing sleep problems and bedtime struggles. Um, You know, some kids have, like, night terrors and different Mm. things like that. And so that routine can kind of help calm them when they're having a lot of anxiety about going to sleep. Mm. Um, Cy went through that for a long time when he was little, where he had terrible night terrors at night. And... And he didn't want to go to sleep, you know, because he always woke up screaming bloody murder. Um, and that was really hard, you know, for him. And so, you know, having that routine kind of providing that, you know, sort of safety blanket of most of like, this is what we do. This is, you know, what we, what to expect um, is reassuring, especially for a little one. Yeah. Um, and so I think that that's important. I am going to. I don't know what's happening. 
throw some kids out the window. <laughs> we can no, we can pause and do a part two if you want. <laughs> well, what did you have anything else you wanted to add? Because I am like, <laughs> you're done. I'm over it with these wild people. Folks, send help this morning. I am going to lose it today. Oh, this is not a good start to the morning. This is this is a really bad sign is what this is. <laughs> send all the coffee, please. Oh, man. I'm accepting yes. coffee donations. I had probably please like, drop it on I the had, porch. I had like five beneficial things that I was going to say. Okay. One, if you have reading or like, you know, uh, time of uh, quiet time where you're reading a book to the kids or whatever, it helps. Uh, it also benefits not only in their sleeping, um, but like just uh, literacy, um, understanding and like seeing like words to a picture and knowing that, you know, you're reading something coming from that. So, yeah, and eventually, you know, like once they are able to read, then they can help out with that and, you know, tell, help tell themselves the yeah. story. And reading at so. bedtime is much better than screen time at bedtime. Like, right, right. and there are definitely times it's like, okay, let's watch a movie and go to bed. But really screen time is not ideal for bedtime yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like the whole so blue light thing yeah whatever, reading so. is a much better option for quiet time right but also that gives you you know good timing for um what improving their speech because then they're yeah. talking or you're talking and they're understanding that as well um it also creates a bonding time because you're bonding with them to put them to bed snuggle them and read to them right right you're also teaching them self-care sorry i keep looking down um <laughs> That's I, right. I wish i just had you don't it have it all memorized i know i wish Come i had on. it all memorized i need to put it up here and then i'll be good <laughs> um, teleprompter right that's what i need nah uh so the other thing was it was like <laughs> <laughs> don't laugh at me i need teleprompters <laughs> need it i need to like clear one that i can look through it um was with speech or right, i already said that one didn't i darn it <laughs> now i messed up because you're laughing at me i feel judged um all right. judged. so yeah self-care was part of that because you're yeah. teaching them one to pay attention to their body language as far as like feeling tired and uh, as well as like if you do a bath time routine or any sort of like clean up before we go to bed yeah. changing into pajamas and stuff yeah. like that um you're teaching them to take care of themselves the last three benefits were it also is good for their growth hormone because babies grow when they're sleeping. Probably most kids sleep until their growth hormones are done growing. I don't know when that stops. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Your growth plates. When do your growth plates stop growing your body? <laughs> when you're big. When you're big. It's not like it's not yeah. like they only grow at bedtime. That's what it said. You grow more <laughs> when you're sleeping. It said you might pick up your baby out of your, their bed and you'll be like, wow, you got bigger because they actually did. So... <laughs> That's what it said. Okay. Yeah. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> uh, the last two things were, and I don't know if I can read my own chicken scratch. Uh, <laughs> that's what it says. Restore brain nutrients. Oh, yeah. That yeah. is true. That and is, the last one, this is the most exciting one I wanted to talk about, was it also improves their, um, their mental ability for memorization um, because it's allowing them to process what they've learned for the day. So yeah, that is that's, true. There was that, like, there's those days where we've had our kids yeah, yeah. where like they've had overexposure and like they're crashed out on the way home or right. going whatever. I mean, usually it's like Christmas or a birthday party or some event where you've gone to and they've had so much building into their yeah. little brains that day that they're super tired because they're of all the mental activity. So that is uh, that is a really good point and that's cool. Um, and probably something we'll talk about for our next year is when we're talking about schooling and homeschooling. But but there is research that talks about the fact that when you sleep. Um, your body is convert, your brain is converting some stuff from short term to long term memory, and then also sort of wiping the slate clean for the next day, uh, which is one of the reasons that sleep is so important is because you're it's really sort of restoring your brain capacity. 
um, which is probably why I need so much sleep because my brain capacity feels like it's shot most of the time. All right. I think that's it for us today. Uh, we're going to go see what the next adventure is for us upstairs. The elephants are awake. <laughs> and we'll talk about it next week on the next adventure. Bye. Bye. Bye.